0: Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Tyler, vocalist for the band Year of the Knife. He also plays drums in the band Gridiron. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up. What's going on, caffeinated crew? Today I am with Tyler Molly. Tyler, how's it going? Good man. How are you? I'm great. You got you got a bug on your computer or something? <laughs> Some crumb. <I'm> eating like <laughs> popcorn or something's like all on my keyboard. Like what the hell's going on over there?
1: man? I don't know. Um, Try, I got it out. Got it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's one of my keyboard at work that I can see it, but I can't get to it. And so every day it taunts me. It's like you will never be free of my my presence. Got to pluck it out. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm drinking some coffee, even though it's a, a pleasant 6 p.m. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you have going on on your side?
1: I got a, uh, a nice filtered water that I get from my local grocery store. 10-stage um, filter, nice. fancy stuff, whatever. Wow. But <laughs> straight up water, that's it, man. That's had some, h- some
0: uh, high-quality H2O. High-quality H2O. That's right. What a lot of boy would say. Is it single origin, age two O? I think so. <laughs> well, I I'm drinking uh, a coffee from Tunnel Espresso. It's uh, one of the guys who runs the Roasting Society here in Montreal with Scott Rao, named Annie Tunnel, has a shop, um, and it's a Yirgacheffe Ethiopian single origin with orange and grapefruit flavors. Really, really, really good. I've never had the Tunnel stuff, and it's great. It's so. awesome. Yeah, man.
1: We have a, uh, we, yeah, we have a Yurgachev, um, bean as well, and little goat. They got like, usually it's like raspberry nectarine and lavender notes to it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. So when it's freshly roasted and comes out, we put it in the buckets. It's like, um, usually after like a day or two, it smells, you know, the lid's on it. You open the lid, it smells like straight fruit roll ups or. That's great. Uh, Fruit Loops, you know, it's pretty I good love. stuff.
0: I love that. Um Oh, it's got caramel. It says caramel. I don't taste the caramel. <laughs> so they're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Um but Yeah, like, it's funny that you bring up, like, letting it rest for a couple of days because I know dudes that will let their coffee rest for, like, a week. Mm. I'm like, I think that's a little bit maybe excessive.
1: Yeah, I mean, usually I've always heard, you know, my buddy Josh, he roasts that little goat he and usually it's like you know two to three days mm-hmm. the bean starts to open up gets a little oily so yeah i mean it's that's yeah you know it's fragrant it's good stuff yeah.
0: yeah my my uh my close friend runs a roastery here and he's like bro just after two days just drink it <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm going by his rules because he's uh he's my expert
1: 10 days is crazy
0: yeah, that, that's what I've I've heard people say like six to ten days, and I was like, Nah, come on, you can't be that patient. <laughs> no. Yeah, I get it. I get well, it. Don't want to lose all that CO two, you know. Um. Yeah. So you're you work production for Little Goat Roasting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So, like, what are some of the things that you do on the daily? Like, how did you even get into that?
1: Um, I got into it with. You know, I was introduced to the shop actually when it was opening back in two thousand seventeen. And the shop was an old skate shop called Switch that I grew up at. And they moved in that building, was vacant for a minute. And then Little Go came in. And I had a friend introduce me to my friend Olivia now and um, you know, she kind of runs the whole operation with our friend Joe. Um, and so, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm an, you know, artist, yada, yada, yada. And like, you know, uh, you know, it was just putting ideas came up, you know, I I would update like the chalkboard or something. And, um, you know, I've started hand drawing on these bags, dude. Like I would stamp them, I'd hand draw the design for 10 to 20 bags. And it would be, you know, a daily thing. And, uh, we stamped it back as well. and We fill out the profile handwritten. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty, it was pretty like consistent work. Um, then we had to find a better way to be more efficient. So, um, now and then we started doing stickers and I just did all the, the, all the designs digitally. So we get them printed and then we still stamp. We still, you know, we still place the sticker on there and then we still handwrite the profile on the back. So um, what am I trying to say here? It's uh, you do
0: a lot of drawing.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, it was, ba- it was discipline for sure. So, but the production side to it, it's like, basically we have, we have wholesale accounts um, with grocery stores, local grocery stores, local, you know, you know, uh, breweries and things like that. And we have the same kind of few customers weekly. So I do a, about, you know up to maybe 70 80 bags with separate orders and so a lot of it is like not conveyor belt stuff but it's like count the bags stamp them front and back sticker them fill out the profile barcode them fill them with beans heat seal them tag them and like yeah. that's it and they put it in a box and I never really broke it down like that. I don't, I don't mean to punish people, but I figure I'd you know give the step by step.
0: No, it's it's good. I find all of that really interesting, especially with small roasters. I don't think a lot of people understand how much hand work is actually in a lot of that shit. Yeah, because even my buddy who runs a micro roaster, everything they do is by hand. So if you go in and buy a bag, they'll be like, "Which coffee do you want?" They'll take the bucket. Take a bag, put it from the bucket, fresh into the bag, weigh it out, seal it, and write what's on like what it is on the bag. Damn. Yeah. So they so. go, they
1: go straight from the roaster into the bag. It's That's- it's in a it's
0: in the bucket resting, but it's if it's not a wholesale account that they're delivering to, and then he does micro lots too. So those are like right. pre-sealed and like a branded bag, but he just has straight up brown bags with the stamp on it, and then they'll write like mexico or ethiopia and then weigh it out hand it to the customer
1: oh it's dope man yeah yeah that's what we have too we have like the craft the kind of the craft brown bag you know Mm -hmm. simple simple stuff
0: but yeah i know that you do a lot of the art i saw the from a while back you did that rwanda um like sticker design and then you just finished a mural on the side of the shop right
1: yeah and on the back uh So I posted that picture months later, but I actually did that in the summer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was the idea was up in the air. And like, Olivia was like, Hey, you know, I want you to paint the back. Just have a mural because the skate shop before little goat was basically covered in graph. Like it was all, you know, that was like the culture of skateboarding with graffiti and like, but she's like, she still wanted that, that, you know, attachment to it. So, um, you know, I just kind of did whatever and obviously I had to put little good on there. So uh, I just covered it in flowers and crazy cartoons. And so I was, I did that for about three to four days and I was there at night and just kind of chilling and looking at it and picking at it. And, um, I cut my hair in the process of it. I had really long hair Mm -hmm. and did it was, it was so hot that, you know, I took a break, Got my hair cut, came back and I was like, bald pretty much. So it was cool, man. It's a good time.
0: I love like, um, especially when coffee shops allow like people that are invested in the shop and that work with the shop to really display like their creativity and freedom. So I think it's cool that um, you're with a roaster that's just like have at it, like do whatever the fuck you want. Seems like they give you free reign. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun. And like most of the time whenever they have an idea, they just, you know, hit me up and I'll uh, you know, work on it for about a week or two and pass it back and forth. But it's good stuff, man. Um,
0: in, in some of the artwork, were you an illustrator doing art first or was the coffee I guess you kind of mentioned you were drawing the board, so Um,
1: um I started like kinda really drawing for bands around like 2016 17 but uh it wasn't so like little goat that i was really like starting to do digital stuff and Mm -hmm. i eventually got a an ipad pro and a lot of it changed from hand-drawn stuff to like digital and i still do some hand-drawn but yeah that was that's kind of like when it changed probably around like 20 2019 or something is when i got like a this ipad so Um, yeah yeah game changer
0: (laughs) that ipad
1: it is man uh sometimes i feel like it's best to go back just because it has a better feeling with paper and pen but um yeah it's way more efficient you get so much more done with it it's very accessible it's very easy to use Mm
0: -hmm. when you started drawing were you doing like you know pen and paper and then scanning it and shit like that or were you
1: yeah i was um I was working at a UPS store at the time and I, uh, I had the advantage to like use the copier machines. Mm-hmm. So I also would like manipulate my artwork by Xeroxing it and just doing all types of crazy stuff to it. It was fun.
0: Like taping shit and stuff. Yeah. Pretty much ripping
1: it in half and like shuffling it and, you know, kind of, I love that stuff.
0: But, you know, they got they got new machines and it was just <laughs> like
1: fucked up dude
0: so they didn't give you the old ones man they're like not gonna do anything with that shit
1: no they're not the old ones were this thing was a dinosaur but it was like dude it was so it was a workhorse like it was the best I miss it those are
0: perfect though like I've seen there's a dude out of Vancouver that does it I had an old band that we got work from him that's purely Mm -hmm. like designed and Xeroxed and just like distorted and he shows his process and it's literally like the oldest Xerox copier I've ever seen Dude. Perfect.
1: I love that. I know like some people that have gotten them at, like, you know, off the Facebook marketplace and you get them and they're just fucking broken. You know, they don't even work, but you get lucky. You know, I see some really cool, you know, I see some really cool stuff out there. Like a lot of the gate creeper stuff, like I knew you them, were going <laughs> to, yeah, you know, but dude, it's perfect. Like that shit is like, I forget what there's a kid that did, a, that did their flyer recent like that their fl- the tour they're on now did their tour flyer but he's amazing and he does like all this old school like xeroxing stuff like i, I
0: don't know it's chase it's the vocalist yeah so i know chase does it but this
1: there was a kid that actually did oh. the flyer the red one yeah the, like the
0: pink with like um, the the uh, executioner on it yeah i'm pretty sure he did i, I found it i follow him on instagram oh, But uh,
1: yeah chase's stuff is crazy
0: Yeah, I have my my only gate creeper shirt is a chase design. Like, I specifically got it because it's, like, Xeroxed out. Like, just this weird-ass image that you can barely tell what it is. Dude. I fucking love it. It's It's the best stuff. Yeah. I was watching his Santa Cruz. He did, like, a video of Santa Cruz not too long ago. Like, a Mm -hmm. Cribs thing. And he was, like, showing how he does some of this stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You should check that out. Yeah, I'll check that out. That's cool, man. Yeah like has the original paintings and shit too that, that he works on.
1: I like that, man. That's uh, yeah. Seeing the process, like people's process, um, it's, it's good to, it gives you perspective because you're so stuck on your own stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. it's good to see other things.
0: I mean, even bringing it back to to seeing people's processes, some of the Instagram stuff, even from the past that you've put up of you drawing on like the rice paper with like the, the Mm -hmm. paint and stuff. I really enjoy seeing it just become like it's blank and then you see the finished product later on and kind of how it's going. Um, what are some things that you've been working on recently that you haven't really like displayed?
1: Um, well, I do have a lot more paintings and as well as like band digital designs that people hit me up. I don't try, you know, I try not to smother the internet they smother Instagram with it, but um, a lot of it's like acrylic mixed media stuff. Like I use a lot of spray paint too, uh, in it. Um, but I've been hit up for a couple of commissions from some friends. And, uh, usually that stuff is, uh, watercolor paper or, or, you know, I don't do many canvases, but most of the time when I do commissions, I do canvases Mm -hmm. and, you know, I pry, I sand it down. I prime it with, um, a nice gesso, you know, and, uh, it's hard to say. Like I, you know, every once in a while, I'll step back in my like studio room and just check out what I have in my portfolio. Cause I just forget, you know, I just do it and I forget. But, uh, yeah, dude, I just try to be colorful and like do weird stuff. Like anything that comes off, you know, you just, I, I like the, I like to just work with what I have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I believe that like everybody should find a way to work with what they have and like, um, sometimes the best things come out of it. You learn, you learn a lot from that. So
0: yeah. Finding like boundaries that are set on you by what you're saying, what you have around you, like just pushing the limitations of what you have, it it really does kind of force you (laughs) into a more creative atmosphere.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you have to, uh, like you say, like boundaries, like it's, we really have to just not control. Like if anything, like since I've done this stuff, it's taught me to just like a loss of control. Like everyone has like a kind of like a controlling aspect to themselves, you know, but like mm-hmm. I, I just do it and like it can't be it can't be perfect, man. So
0: sometimes it just it do be what it is.
1: Yep. It is what it is. Straight up.
0: Yeah, man. Um the gridiron artwork. fucking tight <laughs> you like that segue <laughs>
1: yeah i love it going 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 straight to war i think uh i think that uh, the band's gonna kill me but I, I don't know uh i think that's a world war one photo like a british world war one photo and they're in a trench in the trench you know obviously but
0: yeah
1: my boy dom did that um Actually, I have the record right here. Hold up. Yeah, my boy Dom did it. He did it probably about in two weeks. But we went through a different c- couple colors. You, you know, we did like we did blue, mm-hmm. and then I think we did a yellow. But the yellow kind of looked too like Pittsburgh, you know. You
0: can't like, have that. Just, you can't have Pittsburgh colors, no. No, nah. nah, nah <laughs> I love
1: Pittsburgh, but uh, yeah. Like, we just like yo, know, just do red and reds you know red, black and white is fucking it's
0: hard man it's classic
1: yeah so we did a gatefold and i mean a lot of the stuff on the inside is just like compiled photos of war and um studio photos
0: is the is it stuff that you found yourself and uh, pitched or
1: no i mean i did i did propose like a couple photos um this one was found you know through the band like the, i guess somebody in the band found mm. it and we just stuck with it, but we just kind of had like that whole like uh, brothers in arms, like you know, twelfth man type of uh, style to it. So there's like a battleship on the back.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> got such a classic, like you know, youth crew almost, or like even like right after youth crew vibe to it. Um, yeah, I was think like fucking gunshot on that's so fucking cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of it was like. A lot of them older bands, like the like band like No Retreat, was just mm-hmm. like about war, you know, and um, dudes in the jungle with like machine guns and shit, you know. It's like, uh, but this this record came out cool, man. Mm-hmm. We're really happy with it, and a lot of people have been like, you know, I'll get texts every once in a while, like or DMs are like, yo, this record is insane, and like I've been in bands. For, you know, I've been in many bands for the last like, I don't know, 12, 13 years, but this band, you know, this record kind of popped off hard. And uh yeah, we're happy with the the uh, reception from it, you know, so.
0: It really feels like, because uh, I was, I started seeing the name. I didn't realize that it was a project that you were a part of. I was like, Gridiron, you know, that's like a tight name. The font looks cool cuz you know hardcore kids were always obsessed with the font of the band mm-hmm. um but like then i heard the music i was like shit this is some of the hardest shit i've heard in a long time but like really really it wasn't like sloppy you know what i mean like it can be hard and like loose but it was so tight and hard at the same time and then watching the live videos like i'm a drummer so watching you play nice. it like makes me feel like you cuz you add a lot of death metal esque kind of vibes in the drums which mixes up that like rap sections and and bouncier like hip-hop-esque sections so i i vibe so hard when i'm listening or like watching it um but yeah i mean y'all popped off so quick it's crazy
1: dude yeah um i don't know like i, I it's good to have all those different types of like influences you know mm-hmm. and you know why not throw it in there like will will uh will he basically demo out tracks like he'll have he obviously writes the riffs first and then kind of like builds the skeleton the drum like the the drum like a very basic drum idea on uh, uh i don't want to say like a logic or something but mm-hmm. he'll send me it and like uh most of it kind of stays but it's just like i kind of you know i i just you know manipulate it pretty much to you know what I what I do and like uh, it becomes more of just like
0: I don't know it's just it's just me I guess like I don't know how you feel about I've encountered where a guitarist will demo something out and be like yo like I demoed the drums out it's like bro I have four limbs okay I can only play with those four limbs at a time you got like some fucking four arm, three leg drum sections in here
1: uh <laughs> yeah, dudes will be sending you shit like with some fast double bass like some like tech death double bass shit and they're just like, dude, relax. I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> some people like it, some people don't. I, I I like I like the way it is. Um and then, you know, I just play it and it eventually changes a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's got your own spice to it and but uh like trench is fucking crazy dude like that song is i remember us doing it and will flew out here from michigan and here in newark delaware like right down the street we just kind of like wrote close to the whole album but we didn't like write it you know what i mean we like already we already had the tracks written but it was the first time will and me practiced ever so um, we were just down in X's uh, X who plays mm-hmm. guitar too and grid. And like we're down in his basement, um, Jake and and Carl and X are just chilling and, and William, and me are just going through, we went through, I mean, maybe like six, seven songs, but Helta was the one song we wrote off the bat, I think. And, you know, I just, it was the first, like, uh, first song, I think will and me wrote together. And, uh, But yeah i love that man like when you just meet somebody and it kind of the chemistry is awesome and Mm. and uh the rest follows man like you know after that song it's like the lyrics are built onto it and the bass is in there and the second guitar is like adding the whole life to it so it's uh, yeah sorry i mean it's just cool to see it all come together especially when we recorded the record it was like we sometimes couldn't believe like what we were hearing not to gas ourselves off, but it was like, it was, it was awesome, man. Like it was, it was just like, we had such a good time and it was in the summer. Um, and it's hot as hell. Uh, but you know, Andy at Bricktop, he's the man and he just is very easygoing and the whole process of the record was just like, just smooth, man. I had my hard times. Um, but like i think after the after i got done doing the drums it took about 2 days i was like dehydrated dude i, I think i i almost died i was like i almost died but i just was pretty exhausted after that so mm-hmm. yeah it was uh it's a good time man
0: yeah it so. i think it turned out fucking great but the chemistry is everything and i mean even seeing like the live videos that shit yeah that shit goes people people like uh People like mosh to it, man. It's fun. It's moshy, man. It is. I need y'all to come up to Montreal and, and turn it up. I think, I think we... I don't know about Montreal,
1: but I think we are. We're playing Canada. Uh,
0: probably in the fall, I think. We are playing um, Hold... What's the name of that? Hold, hold, hold Your down. Own. Hold Your oh, hold, Own Fest in no, Toronto. No, yeah. Hold It Down. Yeah, you're right. Is it Hold, hold It own,
1: Down? Pretty, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Hold Your Own is the...
0: Hold your own is the first. That's what it's called. I think it because damage control is putting it on. Um, there's two of them. There's one in Calgary. There's scoped exposure five, mm. and that's Spencer's thing. And mm-hmm. then he has a friend that does damage control, and she is it. Hold it down, or it's one of those two. It's hold it, hold something. Yeah, but yeah, y'all are on that for sure. Um, Where is well that? As, at? Is that Toronto? It's Toronto, which okay. I. It's in September I'm probably gonna have to go um, cause how far is that from you six hours uh, it's not that bad but yeah it's a it's trek. an investment yeah it's an investment <laughs> and it's two days so I'd have to like you know get a place and stuff
1: what is what what's that drive like is it is it, is it like what's the scenery like is it is it desolate or is it is it like it's lush bare,
0: you know what bare. I mean? so bare yeah that sucks it's like prairie almost with like a few trees here and there. And yeah. then once you get over halfway, it starts to get like forest and then you can see like the lake and stuff. But up until mm-hmm. then it's super boring. So the first like yeah. three hours or so.
1: It's like driving through a uh, Kansas or something, you know?
0: Yeah. So to talk about gridiron and, you know, of course you're in year of the knife as well. Um, It seems like for a while I didn't even realize that you or Year of the Knife or anybody was from Delaware because I always associate y'all with Philly. Yeah, is that like the scene? Was it more you're driving to Philly for shows, or was Delaware you know popping off just as much? Growing up,
1: Delaware really had more of like a. I mean, it came and came and gone, but like it, you know, comes comes around every six or seven years I feel like but mm-hmm. uh you know I grew up going to shows here in Delaware and a lot of it was just like weird kind of like indie metalcore stuff too you know and like every once in a while there be a hardcore show but yeah um there were more hardcore shows in the early 2000s before you know I really got into you know started going to shows in 2004 I think but um So yeah, and we just a lot of the shows were in Philly, and you know we'd we'd make the drive up. And I've met so many of my friends in Philly and in Pennsylvania, like um, that. A lot of the shows just happen there, you know. Mm -hmm. So they got a good thing going, man. They've had a good thing going for many, many, many years. So very spoiled, and you know, there's Maryland too, and like from Delaware, it's an hour north to, to Philly. It's an hour. South to, to Baltimore there's DC there's Jersey like so it's you know we're in a good spot but sometimes I feel like it gets a little spoiled you know
0: yeah <laughs> yeah man down south if you're not close to Atlanta or maybe Orlando it's like nothing yeah I I, I mean I get it like anywhere in the southeast really. There's like five maybe cities, but they're all like five to six to eight hours apart. God, Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I mean, seeing the shit that like, I even still watch Philly show videos. I'm like, how does this place exist? Like, how is this even a real place? It's so weird. Like, this is hardcore. Uh, First Unitarian.
1: Man, I was just there.
0: Yeah, if I ever went to a show at First Unitarian, I probably could die. Like, I could just die at that point, I think.
1: It's easy to get to. I mean, it's not like, I mean, obviously far away, but I don't mean like easy to get to like wherever you're from, but I mean, it's like once you're in the city, it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to get to. It's just like, it's just downstairs in the basement of like a Unitarian church, big mm-hmm. old castle church. And I was actually just there when uh, I was there Saturday. Was there, no, I was there Friday. God, get it together. Saturday, I was there for Gate Creeper, Narrowhead, 200 stat wounds. And then Sunday, I was there for uh, Gulch's last show. Oh. Yeah, with ended Field of Flames. Uh, this band, Malik. Malik? They're from like Indianapolis or something, mm-hmm. Indiana, Fort Wayne. And they're kind of, they're like crazy like, younger dudes. And then, uh, damn, I'm terrible. Who fucking opened? <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean, that venue is awesome. They they redid the floors, but it's been like... There's it's been decades of just energy built up in that place. And when it gets hot in there, it gets it gets hot. Like, the walls cry, and you know what I mean? They weep. But it's... There's... I feel like the energy of every show that's been there since, like, the 90s, it's just stuck in there. And it, yeah. it just makes people, you know, go off.
0: I mean, so many bands... And it's fitting that Gulch played their last show there because it's like Bane's last show was there, mm-hmm. um, like last formal show, um, in Philly at least, like one of their first, you know the last three or whatever. And then um, Have Heart played their last show there, like not even in Boston. It's fucking crazy,
1: dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, since I, that venue was like a good send off, it's mm-hmm. it's uh for a while they were doing it on the, they were doing it on the floor and then they started doing it on the, uh, on the stage again. But that's crazy though. I, I remember the Bane, the Bane show. I didn't get to go. I think it was on tour. Um, but the videos were pretty bonkers, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was an emotional tour in general. Like any show you went to, it was fucking emotional. <laughs> yeah. They
1: Bane's always like, I feel like Bane, Bane was always like the emotional, like they were never, they were never known as like an emo type no, of hardcore no. band, but it's all about the lyrics and um, even the chords too, you know, they, they kind of give off this like emotional dark, dark type stuff. So
0: yeah, they were never like the tough guy band.
1: No, I think they just fit on every bill. <laughs> they could fit on any bill. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Year of the Knife is one of my favorite current bands. I've been, I've watched so many of y'all's fucking Hate Fives, like from even one of the first shows back after the COVID pause was that one at Underground Arts. Wasn't it with like Cruel Hand? And uh, was it with Death? No, it was one before, but it was like around the same time as that Death Before Dishonor show.
1: Yeah, it's Cruel Hand up Before Dishonor. That's the tour we just did, but that was in Phoenixville. Um, but that was a pretty crazy show. I'm no, trying was to think
0: like fall of twenty twenty one. Oh man, I can't remember. That was a while back anyway. But I was like, Man, this shit like really, really and y'all had released um internal incarceration very recently, mm-hmm. which was sick. So in twenty twenty. Yeah. And nobody got to tour on that. So y'all didn't get a tour on internal incarceration on the release. Did y'all?
1: Nah, not really. I mean, we had just these tours booked and then the shit, all the shit got canceled, obviously. Um, and you just, that's it. You just take the loss and, you know, I didn't think much of it because it just, it is what it, I don't know. It just happens, you know, yeah. like I'm not going to say like, it's like, the end of the fucking world, which it felt like it was gonna be the end of the world, but it did um yeah. Record just it we couldn't shine it enough, you know, we couldn't shine it as much because due to the difficulties of all that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh but yeah, I mean we played many shows in Philly. I'm trying to think though, but yeah, or so I mean we're we're writing some new stuff and it's going to be cool. You know, uh, hopefully you, you know, we got, we have a tour with full us. We're booking this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to Europe next month in June and I don't even, I'm on passports expired. I have to get a new, ex- <laughs> <laughs> i fucking see, man. Bro, I do you know.
0: Get on that too, man. It'll take like two months and I know you are playing outbreak. So you got at least till the end of June.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get expedited. Yeah, 2021. I'm looking at it right now. Expired. You gotta go to
0: the <laughs> office and all that shit. It Sucks.
1: Sucks. I got some good miles in this one. It, was, it looks it looks cool. But
0: yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm stoked. I'm seeing y'all at Outbreak. I uh, as soon as they announced that they were having it in 2022, I bought tickets like in October.
1: You're going out to the UK?
0: Yeah. Holy shit. I've never been to the UK and it was like the first festival that they had announced that was coming back. So I was like, I mean, I've been wanting to go. I To me, it feels like a great underground festival that's still like, like really true to itself. Mm-hmm. And then seeing like a lot of the bands that were announced on it, like Basement is playing Color Me and Kindness all the way through. That's one of my favorite bands. Um. You saw the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I love that man. And then, um I think Madball is also playing, which is, I mean, you can see Madball if you're in New York on the right weekend. But no, nah, I, I think
1: seeing Mad Madball in like certain environments is like like that'll be fucking crazy because I mean it'll it'll be cool to see old heads go off, especially like old UK like hardcore dudes come out for that out of Moss Retirement or something but like you know there's a lot of younger kids too that love Mm -hmm. Madball and um yeah it'd be interesting there's so many bands on that thing dude like so I know Turnstiles on it too so that'd be huge
0: that's one on the list too cause they're they're on tour they're not coming to Montreal but they're playing Toronto Mm -hmm. and ceremonies on that tour and they're doing on their off day they're playing Montreal with Akulu and Truth Cult so
1: damn Martin I think they're on tour right now. Mm-hmm. Ceremony.
0: Yeah. Ceremony's on that turnstile. They're doing the U.S. tour with them.
1: Yeah, them shows are crazy, dude.
0: <laughs> and Citizen. Like, this is a kind of a cool but weird bill. Mm hmm. Wait, so Citizen's on that one? Citizen, Ceremony, Akulu, Truth Cult, Turnstile. And there's like another band, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's like two words that are the same word. I can't remember what it's called. They're the opener, I think. But yeah, shows look crazy. Um, but I love Turnstile and I'm not ashamed of it. So,
1: that'll be dope. You know, come out to the UK, it'll be crazy to see them out there. So,
0: it's going to be cool because for two years, no American bands really have gone over to the UK. So, you better believe <laughs> the UK scene's about to go way off.
1: Yeah. Did the. It's gonna- It'll the border bonkers. controls they're gonna be fucking crazy. They're gonna be like, why are all these bands over here?
0: <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm super yeah. excited. Um I've uh, I've like met some uh some homies from Scotland and like the UK recently that are gonna be there. So I'm super stoked as well.
1: Good dudes, man. I love them. You no know, couple couple Scotland heads. Big cheese. Yeah, is, is big where's big cheese from? Aren't they from Leeds or something? They're from Leeds,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's like higher power area. Chubby in the gang is playing. Chubby in the gang. It's good shit. But I'm stoked that I'm finally going to get to see Year of the Knife um, after all these years.
1: Yeah, we played Outbreak. Uh, played Outbreak probably in 2018, and that was awesome. You know what I mean, kids, because kids over there they were eating up like the whole like Eurocore kind of, you know the kickback Archangel kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so we went off and it was dope. It was cool to see that.
0: Besides the tours and, um, you know, fest seasons coming up year of the knife. Is there anything else on the docket? Any new music?
1: Yeah. Um, we're writing for a new album.
0: It's a lot
1: different. It's, it's pretty menacing for sure. It's fast very fast and uh, I'm not really sure what I'm going to put to it um, because you know, I just write a lot. I write a lot of lyrics. I just have so much so I think more about this time with writing these songs. It's going to be like more about the rhythm and the structure and then whatever words fit those structures and like but you know, I've sat in the, this past practice we had and uh, it's pretty crazy, man. I love it. I love the direction of it. So I think people are gonna be stoked.
0: Yep. I, I always think of uh especially past stuff. It's just so like raw. Like it sounds great, but it's such a raw feeling and a raw sound, especially like y'all still do intros, which is sick.
1: I intros hate- are important, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I've heard you different. say this before, but I only bring it up because I feel so strongly about it. It's like let us know what it's gonna be.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. It's, I just think it's cool. Like it's a representation of your style, in like in forty five seconds. Yeah, and and I think that's. I think it's. I don't know. Not every band should do it, but it's just my personal opinion. So. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep, I love it here in YOTK. Kids are fucking killing each other, piling (laughs) up just to stream four fucking letters that's dope that
1: <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even intentional it was just kind of like oh what's going to go to this Like, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah I'm super stoked I am I just can't wait for shows to come back and I love seeing all these tours coming through Um, would love to see fucking Gridiron because that shit's hard as fuck uh, yeah mm-hmm. but um, yeah man I'm super excited for you guys love to hear the new stuff are y'all going to play any new shit live? oh uh, you're the knife? yeah
1: yeah, I could see us playing like a new song, but nothing's like done yet. But mm. I'm sure we'll have something wrapped up in time. Probably about this is hardcore, mm. and uh, happy. I'm stoked, stoked for
0: it, dude. It's gonna be sick. It's angry. It's very angry. I love it. Uh, I love anger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can. It's, a, it's an emotion. Okay, as long as it is know, an emotion. As long as it's guided, it's good.
1: He can be angry yeah you gotta take care <laughs> gotta take care of yourself for sure as long yeah. you don't take it out on other people but
0: yeah man tyler this has been sick uh i've been really happy talking to you it's been super chill um i just have one last question before we go sure man Yeah. What, what's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns damn all right so <laughs> we did a
1: tour we actually got to go there twice um luckily in like the past two months, but like uh, this place called commissary in, in Indianapolis. Not my, not many people would expect that, but like in, in Indianapolis, it's like this sick little coffee shop down these steps and you go in there and it's just a very feel good vibe and the drinks are great. They, you know, they have good food. It's a very small, cozy spot. And, um, they really just take care of their shop and, um, Shout out to Angel from Dare. He, he like put us on to it because we all met up with them. So, uh, but yeah, check out Commissary, man. They're dope. Mm-hmm.
0: Sick. I haven't had anybody shout out Indy, so that's dope. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Shout out Indy, bro. Uh, I mean, I could shout out Delaware and Little Goat and all that stuff for Philly, but like, no, nah, I think one of the cool spots, always, I will always remember Commissary. So, yeah.
0: Everybody always shouts out Philly, so <laughs> yeah, Philly gets enough love. Philly gets all the love already. Uh, yeah, awesome, man. Um, really appreciate talking to you. I know I'm tired from the day. You're probably tired. <laughs> yeah, I, I still got a lot more to do. So fuck. Yeah, I gotta I'll say, dude. We'll, we'll call it. We'll call it quits. Uh, but I appreciate you uh, hanging out with me, man.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, and just you know, good meeting you. So hope it. To- Hope to see an Outbreak.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I'll, I'll be sure to say what's up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Take it easy. All
1: right, man. You too.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Tyler for hanging out with me on the podcast. Be sure to check out No Good at Goodbyes from Gridiron, as well as Internal Incarceration from Year of the Knife. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also find out more information about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Beans and Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. Until next week, stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up!